All right, welcome back to another episode of Paying for Attention. Today, we are going to talk about are your ads getting stale? The truth behind ad fatigue. It's a good topic. Dylan, our senior paid media analyst here at Megathos, is with us today. What's up, Dylan? What's up, man? And I am Dan, the creative manager at Megathos. And I'm excited about this conversation here. Uh, I'm excited to talk about ad fatigue. We work together a lot, you know, as at Megathos, we are, uh, we focus on the full funnel and we focus on just working really close together with like our analysts, mm-hmm. designers type things. So, um, and the topic came up about ad fatigue, like when do we see this with clients? What is the real deal? What's the problem that we see um, when we're working on either an e-commerce, a SaaS, Whatever the client is really who's doing ads, but you know, what is the common issue that we're coming across? How does a client get to the point where like, there's an issue here with my ads? Yeah, I mean, good question. Um, there's really multiple answers, right? Uh, you know, could be a resource problem, um, not having the amount of resources that is needed to frequent, you know, so keep like frequency low, right? People, keep, right? Not yep. people, no, no one there to right. demand the boat. Or even just like assets, like a res- like they yeah. don't have the, the resources for the assets in general, right? Like they, they can't even create the ads or whatever it may be to, to keep, uh, keep things fresh, right? Um, like you said earlier, like, like budget, budget, right? Maybe you just don't have enough budget to, to, uh, you know, Again, keep things fresh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, they just may not even know, right? Um, yeah. Altogether. Uh, but really, I think it's a it's a common issue uh, altogether. Really, any account that is running ads, let's say in Facebook ads, eventually you're going to run into a problem of ad fatigue, no matter what. You can't just set it and forget it, right? It is mm-hmm. a a uh, high touch you know, platform. And that's just an example of just Facebook ads. Everyone, you know, commonly goes to that. And, um, so you really need to stay on top of it, you know? And so, yeah, just, that's why they have us, right? But. That, yeah, that's why they got us. And I, I would say like a lot of the clients that, uh, we come across, um, it's not necessarily, it comes as a budget issue. Mm-hmm. It comes more as a resource people person or they mm-hmm. don't have either an in-house design team or copywriter to help with it. Or they don't have like uh, because they're working with us like a PPC person, right? Mm-hmm. An analyst to to work the back end, look at the metrics and everything to see. Um, so it becomes more of a resource person, and they don't have the staff for it. Mm-hmm. Budget, I mean, I would say budgets typically because either you're just too small of a company starting off, and you're getting your feet wet and you don't know like how much should I spend where, where should I spend mm-hmm. um, how many does that make how many ads should I get to start with it just mm-hmm. brings up all these questions of I don't know right mm-hmm. the beginning the beginning issues of this problem um, and then they t- they typically start off small right they typically say well, well I can get one ad I'll do one ad you know I'll do one Facebook ad and I'll, I'll set it out there and then I'll just let it do its thing. And then ooh, they start getting into data. You know, they got first, they got some good, good, good frequency. They got some good impressions, but it just starts to go downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to keep rotating with that. And, 
And usually when someone does, like, they just throw one ad in there, you know, you want to put it, if you're doing it smartly, you want to put it at the, the place that has the highest return, which is usually, like, a retargeting audience, like a customer right. list or something like that. And that's going to be, like, a, you know, a pretty small list uh, out of the beginning. And you have just, you're rotating, just hitting that uh, that specific audience only. Um, there's only a certain amount of people in that audience. Like, there's a higher chance that your ad fatigue, your, your ad's going to be fatigued quicker. Yeah. And people are going to be, yep. like... You know, what is this? Your cost per click is going to go up, all that kind of stuff, right? So, I'm tired of seeing this ad. Yeah. So what are some metrics then? Like you briefly touched on it. Like what are what are mm-hmm. some some signs that we can see like, oh, you know, lower CTRs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like what are, what are some signs or, that can show us that this is going downhill, that I need to take action and do something? Yeah. So to your point, definitely lower click-through rate. Um, you'll see that. Uh, you'll see cost per clicks you know, gradually increase higher cost per action and ultimately, ultimately just lower results altogether. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say as well is, I mean, if you have a good structured account and you, no matter what, you're going to get ad fatigue. Um, that's the whole point is like to stay, you know, stay ahead of it. Um, it, it shouldn't be like a gradual or it shouldn't just be like an instant drop or, or, you know, in, in these metrics, like you had a great week when you started off and all of a sudden it just, you know, went went to the ground. Just tanks, right? Yeah, it yeah. should be like a like you'll notice like a gradual decrease, basically, yeah. and you'll see it gradually decrease, like week over two week or month over month, something like that, right? And that's how you know, like you know, you're you're seeing ad fatigue, and then yeah. with that, your cost per click is going to go up. Obviously, your click through rate goes down, and results suffer. Um, so again, the the point is to like get ahead of that. You know, you know that's going to happen. Like that's just kind of common sense in my yeah. opinion. Like there's no way you can just throw an ad, or at least like even like two or three ads in there and let them rotate for eternity. <laughs> you know, you need a that's why we a a b test and things like that, um, and and stay ahead of the curve, right? Yeah. So how do you combat that though? Like what if what if a client's like I don't have time to even if it's like, going downhill, and we're seeing those metrics. I don't have time. I mean, make time. Uh, you make time. We always find a way here. Make it though. So that's yeah. what that's what that's what makes us one of our key, key things. Values, that, yeah. Key values. That's the word. We're um, feisty. It's scrappy, right? Yeah. So polite. Um, we'll be like, all right. Well, then we'll find a way. Yeah. yeah. But and that's where um, to kind of lead and probably to the next thing. Yeah. How do we fix the ad fatigue altogether? If they're like, we don't have time, things like that. Obviously, we'd want them to uh, or provide them with you know. Um, data and things like that to, mm-hmm. to help us out with creative on that side so we can implement that, stay ahead of the curve. Um, but then we would go ahead and just, you know, okay, we're already A-B testing a few things. Maybe this has been working in the past for the past few months. This hasn't. Take that data, use it, make it better, switch out some ad copy, switch out maybe like an offer. Um, obviously, like creative's different. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, any way that we can, things like that, and um, and continue to test try new ideas, um, and really keep things fresh. Yeah, and that's why we 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 have a strategy. We always push, you know, not push, but mm-hmm. always politely say, like, you got to have a strategy, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have a strategy. And one of our strategies that we do is that we always, we do this quarterly creative, right? So every quarter we come in and we pull the data. Mm-hmm. We see what's working, what's not. We throw out what's not working. We start redesigning, re, you know, configuring um, based on success that we've seen, right? And we create new ads based on that. Maybe they're A-B testing ads. Maybe we're testing. But anything that we start to see fatigue on, we just, we start getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Start trimming up, you know? And then um, we do that quarterly. And mm-hmm. sometimes we rotate between channels. 
So, uh, you know, we'll do Pinterest one quarter. We'll do Facebook another mm-hmm. quarter. We'll do only videos one quarter. Um, so we just have that time period so the data works um, and so that we're seeing success from that without having to hit that brick wall of, oh, man, mm-hmm. my ads are starting to suck and, I'm, and it's eating up all my money. Right, exactly. And that's what we don't want. And that's yeah, what the whole point that. of that is, is to, to stay, yeah. stay ahead of that and uh, yeah, yeah, always be a step ahead, you know? Yeah, you got to get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why we're here, right? We get mm-hmm. our hands dirty. We optimize constantly. Um, but all this leads into, you know, you talk about the metrics. You talk about the back end of it, right, the data. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into what about the aesthetic part of the ads? You know, what about the design of, like, a Facebook ad or a display ad or a video ad and things like that? And, I, and I'll tell you some of the common things that I come across are um, that, uh, that lead towards ad fatigue is, for instance, talk about promotions, Promos, right? Um, are you running too little? Are you running too many? Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd be surprised. Like there's some, there's a sweet spot in the middle that you need to run. Having that contrast, right? Mm-hmm. I always look at uh, promos as a, uh, you know, you got to have your peaks and valleys, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You you can't if you're constantly running a promotion, then nothing's good anymore. It's like it's nothing special. Like they're con- your your users, your audience are going to be used to that. And you're not going to really stand out in front of the crowd. Any. Like we, we've seen that in the healthcare uh, world with some clients where competition is always running an ad that's X amount of dollars off or 30-something percent off. Um, and, 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 you know, what, what value does that anymore? And then mm-hmm. all their other competitors are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, nothing special. They've kind of created the new baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of interesting to compete with that. Uh, but then sometimes there's the opposite effect too, where it's like you could be offering promos and it would kill it if you did, if you just did it once a year, even, mm-hmm. you know, um, just for your service, a percentage off or whatever type of service you have, right? Like some promotional offer to give, mm-hmm. to, to, intrigued people to show that there's a, a difference and to prompt them to act now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of that that just isn't being done. So that's the first thing I see mm-hmm. as promos. Uh, the other thing is um, seasonality, and that's a diff- it's a difficult one because uh, does your brand lack the effects of seasons? Does it is it does it uh, is it kind of seasonless? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have some awesome clients that we work with, like in the pen industry, where they're not really affected by seasons. Typically, you know, there's mm-hmm. just they're just not the type of product they offer isn't affected by seasons. Mm-hmm. Whereas some clients would be if you had ser- served or sold like, I don't know, sweaters or something like mm-hmm. that. Obviously, yeah. your strong seasonality. So how does that reflect in your ads? Mm hmm. Obviously, you're not going to be bidding up heavily on sweaters in the summertime. Yeah. But, you know, you got to play to those strengths and weaknesses of seasonality. And seasonality can lean towards certain things of, like, portraying fall, portraying winter, Mm -hmm. portraying summer, portraying, you know, holidays, times, Mm -hmm. you know. This adds variety to your your designs and to your mix. Uh, Yeah, platform. What's up? What's up? What's I was up? gonna say like even if you don't, even if you don't have seasonality, but you have a uh, a product that can be, you know, served all all around all mm-hmm. year round, 
still good to practice that in your creative. You have, um, yeah, like, you know, Black Friday, uh, I don't know, Black Friday, or you know, fall is coming up, something like that, right? Yeah, like implement some yeah. fall into your creative, make it more personable like that. Um, not just like that same stale creative that you're, you're using all year round or something like that. Um, you know, switch it up. You could be quarterly um, like we do, right? And that yeah, does yeah. really well. And that's that's shown, it's just proven to be so so beneficial for our clients. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, lowers ad fatigue and keeps things relevant. That's ultimately going to get you more conversions, sales, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, um, for a lower cost per sale, you know, and for lower money spent. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off that. Do you think like when in a person is coming across their ad, somebody's ad and they don't, this client, say for instance, it's a hypothetical client, right? <laughs> Who doesn't touch their ads. And they have, they're definitely in that ad fatigue zone and the users, right, are like, I've seen this so many times. It's the same ad. Do you think they'll get the impression of, is this, is this, is this business even active? Do they, yeah. do they even like, <clears throat> well, do, yeah. do they have anything new do, or are they, or are they just kind of stale? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely not a good look, um, especially as opposed to when you're seeing, like, their competitor with, like, new ads every single time. Right. And they sell the same thing. Like, who are you going to buy from, first of all? Um, I don't even think these people are alive, right? <laughs> Does that come across? That way, it's like, I've seen this ad for a year. And we've seen that, this right? Kind of this, yeah. Sometimes we'll get, we'll get clients in and we're like, oh, man, you guys haven't posted a new ad in, like, a year. Like... Do people eventually think like, well, oh, I'm not sure this business is even around anymore? Yeah, and and then eventually, you know, like if you're ever on Facebook and you see an, if it's an irrelevant ad to you, like something you're just not interested in, yeah, and yeah. Uh, there's like three dots on the right. It's on like Twitter ads too, I think. And um, you can click those three dots and hit the option, like this ad isn't relevant to me. Stop showing me this ad. Yes. Yeah. And when you do that, that like at the account level on the advertiser side that lowers your what's called relevance score mm -hmm. pretty i mean i'd say pretty dramatic dramatically especially if you're getting it quite a quite a bit um and then ulti ultimately what that does is they instead of rewarding you facebook ads twitter ads whatever it may be they uh kind of punish you by you know you get a higher cost per click you're paying more per click now you're ultimately uh, you know, not going to show as, as many times as you would like to maybe, or something like that. Right. It's um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, this is not good. I mean, that's the not, yeah. that's not, not good all around. So but. don't put yourself in that position. Yeah. And, like, that, and, that goes, this. No. and that could be like, yeah, that could just be exactly just from like either you're targeting the wrong mm -hmm. audience. Um, what are you doing? Or you just haven't updated your ads in so long that like now, like even this audience that is interested in your product, is just over it because they've seen it too many times and the, uh, maybe they've already bought, maybe they haven't, whatever. But like either way, it's like they've seen this ad like 20 times. They're like, all right, stop showing me this. Yeah. And then that hurts your account. So you get punished, not just in that way, but also then you're spending too much money on ads that aren't working. And on top of that, I would say you created ba bad brand awareness. Yeah, it hurts your brand for yeah, sure. Yeah, it hurts your brand for sure. Um, And getting into brands. Uh, something else, competition. I want to bring up competition, right? With uh, the aesthetic side of things, looking at competition. What are, what are your competitors doing? Like getting into the game, right? The ad game. You got to know what your competitors are doing. And there's so many different ways you can do that. I mean, how often are they posting? 
What are the frequency? What are they saying? What are the copy? What's the copy associated with their ads? Mm-hmm. What's the uh, conversion actions associated with their ads? Are you seeing a full funnel experience? Are you seeing them looking at that top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom of funnel? Where are they taking people? Are they taking them to a landing page? Check out the full experience of that. I mean, there's there's some awesome tools out there. SM, SEM Rush, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's Facebook, obviously Facebook ad library, mm-hmm. uh, which is transparent, right? Twitter mm-hmm. does the same thing, right? There's mm-hmm. a company called Similar Web um, that does it. Uh, I, I don't know how to say it. Moat com yeah I think so. <laughs> moat.com they'll show you display ads of what mm. you know so you get to see those retargeting ads too mm-hmm. to see what's going on um and that's that's great all this is good information to see what and how they're doing um that 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 is so key so you know what your competition is doing so you know how to combat that you know how to uh to uh, strike fears in your competition and do better that's, mm-hmm. all, that's all I can say is do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know if they're, like, copying you. <laughs> right. Oh, you know what? And seeing it happen, too. Yep. I mean, people mm-hmm. do that. Um, you know, it's it's if they're being more clever than you, then you got to raise the stakes there and strike back. Um, you know, and look at uh, other things like, you know, we've talked about conversion actions and copy, but uh, pay attention to common themes. Also pay attention to seasonality. Yeah. That's a big thing. Seasonality is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, that leads into audiences. Does your ad speak directly to your audience? Uh, does it reflect their interests? Um, is it how they speak their language? Are you? Um, do you get a lot of ideas on? You can get a ton of ideas on knowing geographically who you're targeting. Mm-hmm. You know, location-wise. You know what their interests are. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done that before. We're targeting specific campaigns towards um, specific locations, like in California, right? That were more prominent, uh, upscale living type situations, to where we can then get a better idea of how to speak to them, right? How are we going to write copy to them? And to me, that just it's uh, night and day difference. Showing showing that as well aesthetically. What are we doing with the visuals? You know, what are we showing them that speaks to this is the type of person you kind of look like or associate with. This is the type of product that you like or associate with cleaner images, you know, or if it's like a Jeep thing, like it's just dirty Jeeps and showing like fun, fun places to go with your Jeep or products that associated with it. Um, It's just it's know your audience and know what they like, man. And I see so many times Dylan, I see it so many times, man. (laughs) They just don't speak to the audience. They they put whatever they want on there and they slap it up or they put like a cartoon image on there and they think their mature audience is going to want to see another cartoon character yeah. in an ad and just like, no, no. Or they like think this is what their audience is even though like it's just not working or something yeah. and you're like, no, actually this this is like – yeah, and <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they may not know. They may not right. know who – you may not know who your audience is and that's common and that's cool. But, you know, you, you got to define who that audience is. You can get some basic information from Google Analytics. I mean, you can get some really good information from looking at your competitors. Look at your competitors and be like, especially competitors that are two steps above you that you want to be in a few years. Look at them. Who are they speaking to? Mm-hmm. How do you get to that point? Because I guarantee the bigger dogs in your field have audience 
information down. They probably paid someone to actually get that information to define who their audience is specifically, right? To speak to them. Mm -hmm. Go for it. You can get a lot from your competitors. Um, I want to talk about funnel position. I want to get serious. (laughs) And talk about funnel positioning with your aesthetics and not no one tackles this like no one tackles like is is are your ads only top of funnel focused are they too bottom of funnel focused are they utilizing the whole funnel like are they brand specific i mean if we're talking about top of funnel right we're talking about brand awareness here mm-hmm. we're talking about people that aren't introduced to your brand yet and what do we need to show them? You know, this is the start. This is the first impressions matter, right? It's about showing your brand in the right way. It's, and this is the point where aesthetically you should be mirroring what your brand is doing. You know, this is the extension, mm. the intro point of your company. Make a good impression. Mm-hmm. Make sure that top of funnel piece is speaking to them to a broader general audience because that's where they're at. They're getting to know you. You want to. You don't want to be selling them right out of the gate, right? Because cause if you do, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. It needs to be educational. It right? needs to be educational. Like if you're having a full funnel approach, um, I mean, as harsh as it sounds, I wouldn't expect a lot of sales from the top of funnel. No ads, right? But a lot of clients want it. Right. That's well. That's why it's a tough pill to swallow. It is. Um, but if you want to do it the right way, I think that that is the best approach is educational information no mm-hmm. you got it that's a word you got it <laughs> and uh and lead them down the funnel to the middle of funnel mm-hmm. right where you're even doing a little bit more education um the extra step a little more you know pre-qualification yeah it's about winning them over there right? yeah like that's you already like, have maybe their interest yeah um, they know who you are they've been to the site uh, now they're getting a little further down the funnel. Um, and then, you know, you of course, bottom of funnel where you uh, have the highest chance of converting. They already know your right. brand. They already know what you're about. Um, they're yep. probably interested if they've, if they've engaged with the site or if they're, you know, a certain type of list or whatever it may be. Um, that's where you, you know, you go into the, the hard sell, right? Um, and put a good offer there and... Uh, it's where the sales come in. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think you know the things that we've seen successful the most is, again, at that introduction level, the top of funnel, just briefly introduce the brand at a mm-hmm. high level, show the aesthetics, your brand aesthetics, your branding, um, speak to them at that high level. But then, <clears throat> you know, having that conversion action of maybe it's getting them into a if you're selling something, maybe it's getting them into like a newsletter sign up that has promo- right. promotional offers later, right? Yeah. But then like that middle funnel. I tell you what works every time for us is, you know, using uh, five-star reviews on mm. ads. Man, it, it kills it. Good call. Yeah. It kills it. Yeah, the, it the so validation. Mm-hmm. Um, to, you're, you're introducing trust signals, Trust right? signals is the word. Yeah. Yep. Trust mm-hmm. signals go big on middle of funnel. And then that bottom of the funnel is like product focus, right? Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. throw, you can throw another trust signal on there if you want, but win them over. Speak directly to them. Why you? Yeah. Why this product is like, all right, stop thinking about it. Yeah. Go with me. <laughs> yeah. Done deal. Yeah. Um, all right. So funnel position. We get it. We get it now. We, we got serious. <laughs> uh, historic data. I just got a few more. Historic data. 
This is simple. What does data in the past tell you? What, what, you know, what are we looking at year over year? What are we looking at with your past ads? Mm -hmm. If you have released 10 ads, let's just say Facebook, 10 Facebook ads, right? Mm -hmm. You've released 10 Facebook ads. Uh, four of them did nothing. Two of them did absolutely amazing. And then, you know, the rest were just kind of like middle of the road, average, mm -hmm. you know, what are you doing with that? That's historic data. What are you doing from that to move on? We talked earlier about quarterly creative. Mm -hmm. What we do here is we strategically look at it at the end of the quarter to see what we're going to do for the next quarter. Yep. Um, it's the same situation, right? You got to look at what works and then move on from that. And the stuff that's kind of middle of the road, that's good. That's like perfect territory for A-B testing. Mm -hmm. And if the stuff that's still working, leave it alone. The other stuff, mm -hmm. if you see that ad fatigue hitting it, the data shows it, then you know it's not the right stuff and it's time to replace it and get it going. Get, yep. get some and new do stuff. a little bit more of uh, what is working, you know? Yeah. You know, we can't ignore videos. Videos, videos are, are great. Videos are real, man. Dude, yeah. videos And that's a good it. way to to keep things fresh. Like, I feel like, mm, I mean, yeah, ad, ad fatigue still lives there as well. But, like, yeah. And I don't know if we spoke about this yet either, but let's say we're doing quarterly creative and we have, like, 10 new ads or whatever. The key also is not to just throw them all in at once. Right. You got to pace yourself. Take it slow. Have, have them in your back pocket, right? Um, and, and continuously do that, switch them out, mm -hmm. you know, again, look at, let it, let it build enough data, of course, but then put what is working in, what isn't working out, things like that. But videos are a great way to, to just switch things up also. And, uh, everyone loves videos. I mean, I, I, I who wouldn't want to see a quick video over just a picture and like, yeah, you ever go to Amazon and like, you're looking at like a specific product you're on the fence for. Mm -hmm. like I was doing this the other night and like all I could see was pictures and like, mm, I just don't know. And then the last one was a video and it was like someone using it. And I was like, all right, I'm sold. Yeah. And you stop and you watch it and you're good. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Hmm. Videos keep it short and simple. People aren't going to, yeah, I don't know why true. they, you know, some people are like, oh, here's an ad. It's like two something minutes long. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Keep it short and simple. I need to know what you're doing and what you're selling me within mm -hmm. the first and, few seconds. And what I'm going to be doing with it. Yeah. You can't go too long with these videos because you're in the world of probably with video, like think mobile, desktop, regardless, mm -hmm. people are looking at this quickly. It's a very high speed turnover. So think of that, you know. Um and speaking of, one, one thing I do want to mention also with uh, ad fatigue is know your channels. Know what channel you are releasing. This is a huge one. Know what channel you're releasing things on and look at the difference between a LinkedIn and a Facebook when you post an ad on there versus a Pinterest. Um, or a TikTok. Yeah. Or a TikTok, right? TikTok, Pinterest, dude. Fast paced, right? Mm -hmm. Those ads are coming and going quickly. Um, there's so much to look at. If you look at Pinterest, like on, uh, and people don't knock it till you try it, but we've had success, massive success with clients on Pinterest. Pinterest is huge for for uh, purchasing power, right? People go in there to buy stuff. They really do. And we've got a client, we've seen five to one return ratio mm -hmm. on their product. 
Um, and I'll tell you what, man, we for sure push Pinterest. But when you look at Pinterest, it's like a sea of product and, yeah. and images. It really is. So you got to look at it at the standpoint of that macro view of how am I going to stand out with this, which goes back to video. Mm-hmm. You do a video, yeah. product video, and that's what we use, and that's what crushes it for mm-hmm. us with Pinterest and clients. But look at that. How do you make sure your ad doesn't get lost in that sea of all this everything else mm-hmm. versus you look at one at a time with, like, you know, the Pinterest, I mean, with the Facebook, the Twitter, and the LinkedIn, where it's just kind of served to you when you see it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it stands alone by itself, and it's not lost in that. Yeah, and so I feel like you can get more creative with – like Pinterest ads as well, mm-hmm. uh, like as a and it's like a more creative audience. It's yep. more um, like they're in they're already like interested in some inspiration and things like that. Like Facebook's just like I could just be mindlessly scrolling. I mean, fa- you know, doing whatever on yeah. Facebook, looking at aunts and uncles and stuff, and I get Instagram too, right? Instagram, yeah. mobile, oh, mobile yeah, specific, yeah. right? And you're constantly yeah. thumbing through stuff. You can easily go over, so. You, you got to make sure that you're stopping people in their tracks. Yeah. Um, so it's a big one. Um, so, you know, we are close out of time. So I just want to go quickly over, uh, you know, just ways to get rid of ad fatigue. We talked about a lot of what not to do, which gives a good idea of what you could do. Um, but again, you know, if, you, if you're having trouble budget, possibly things like that, look about repurposing your ads. Um, that is a big one. You know, if, if you're working with a contractor or you're outsourcing these ad situation, um, talk to them about, hey, can I just get, what, what would you charge for variations? You got the main one done. What if, you know, propose to them, what if I paid you X amount of dollars, a much lower fee, like in half of what you paid for that one ad, right, of just keeping the copy, changing the image having a variation. So think about variations, you know, repurposing your ads. Maybe it's just changing out some verbiage. Maybe it's changing out CTA, um, which I'd recommend putting a CTA button on those Facebook ads people. Um, Yeah. Maybe like, uh, also trying to change the offer from time to time. Yeah. Um, spice it up. And then of course like ad copy and, uh, but yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. There's, but there's, I mean, and also a good one is what we just said, use video. Like that's a good oh way gosh, to yeah. just spice it up, you know. Change if you're using up. a lot of pictures, and people naturally think, video. "Oh, video is so expensive." There's so many video options out there now. You can't use the expensive thing. There's you can make quick videos anywhere. Yeah, you don't need to break your break your uh, budget on that yeah, on a video. Like you can make them quick. And you get um, a good return on it maybe too. Like, yeah, yeah. You'll get your return on the video. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, get, they perform better than. Like just regular static, static. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Period all day. Um, other things we talked about redefining your post frequency. If yeah. you got ten ads, hold some back. You know, mm-hmm. s- sprinkle it out throughout the next couple months. Um, you know, document. Oh my gosh, document, document, document. Yeah. You know, you create the create your historic data now. Like, uh, start taking note of what's happening, and yeah, take note of it. Mm-hmm. So for 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 the future, it's easy. Yeah, just and do it. Also, make sure you. Well, you can either test a new audience, you know. Yeah. Make sure your audiences are up to date. If you have a customer list, 
Um, make sure you're updating that customer list with a fresh new customer list. It's yes. not the same one from last year because you've you've had new people populate that list. It doesn't just populate automatically. Uh, you have to do it manually, you know? Yeah. So things like that, you'll see a big, big jump in engagement instantly. Um, and then, yeah, testing new audiences at the top. Like, yeah, again, back to our previous conversation, you think this is the right audience, but maybe it is, isn't, is or isn't, but it wouldn't hurt testing one that's around it or something that you've seen in Google Analytics that's, like, not really your audience, but yeah. could be around it. They may be interested in it. Like, um, I've seen it in the past. So, yeah. Testing is key, man. I would say, you know, people get that they get, you know, touchy about like, well, do I want to test? Because testing involves taking a little bit of risk with money sometimes in your budget. Um, but it's not, it's worth, because no matter what the outcome of that test is, it's information, you know, that you can utilize, do this, don't do this. Yeah. And you don't have to spend a lot on it to you test. Don't, you don't, you know, you're not breaking the bank when you do some tests and, and it's worth it. Yeah. And it, if you all of a sudden find a good audience, like that is performing well, you're going to yeah. get a, you're going to get a higher return yep. for that spend that you just tested. So, yeah. Yeah, we got to do it. The, the other two things real quick is uh, we talked about already is expand into different channels. Try that. Mm -hmm. Don't only focus on one. Try something else. Mm -hmm. You know, we found out with a client that Pinterest actually worked really well. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing great return. Mm -hmm. But you have to take that jump and expand out. The other is, uh, again, design to your funnel needs. Be aware of your audience segment those out and into their specific needs and do those ads based on those needs. Other than that, that is all we got. All right. We thank everybody for listening in and uh, hope you tune in next time to a paying for attention.
How long was that? 